0: Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell, Kurt Souter. We're here with Jim Hamilton today. He's a professor at Southern Seminary, but we're talking about Jim Senior, who was a uh, a pretty good little athlete in his day. Apparently, he's good enough to be the athlete of the of the year. It seemed like in his uh, senior class, and then went on to potentially play uh, in the in the uh, Major League Baseball for St. Louis Cardinals. But he laid all that down to go home and be with his family Mm -hmm. and. Yeah, if you did not listen to the last segment, go back and listen to it. You go to our soundcloud.com. You can go to iTunes. You can go to Facebook and type in Solid Steps Radio to hear this in its entirety. We post these on Monday, excuse me, Sunday. So come Sunday night, you can listen to any of these past shows. And uh, something you said about your dad, what was it, Jim? He said he, he, he laid down being a hero to every little boy in America so he could be a hero to me. That's right. Whoo! Ooh, that's something good right there you can put on that that's something you can live out right there
1: that's that's powerful and and so he came home right Jim to go into to, to make the big bucks that's right that's I mean right. you know let's let's just skip the major leagues make the big bucks he became a what he became a high school teacher
2: and basketball coach oh he right. man, he was in the big money right. it was it, yeah so <laughs> and, and you know one of the things that um, that I saw my dad model was hard work even in the in in those contexts and um so he, he worked hard at his job, both trying to help his, his players get better, but also trying to supplement his income. So he started a lawn business in the summer, and he mowed grass all summer long. And then as, as I got to uh, college age, and, and as my sister, there were, there were two of us that were sort of in college at the same time, and one of the things that he did to, to, to make it, to you know, help the two of us through college, was he, he took a paper route. And so the, he would get out of bed at like two thirty in the morning and go wow. go pick up these newspapers, and then he would go deliver this route. And he was he was such a hard worker and so good, so efficient at at anything that he did, really, that he he wound up with like three or four routes. And he would get these three or four routes done in the time that you know a normal person would do one. And and so he would do this from like two thirty until four in the morning, and then he would he would go back home and grab a couple hours of sleep, and then he would get up. And he would go to teach school and then to coach and, you know, go about his normal responsibilities through the day. Wow. Um, so he, he, really, he really modeled this dedicated, um, hot, diligent work ethic that, that in many ways continues to this day. I mean, mm-hmm. if, he, if he comes to our house, he's, he's going to make breakfast for the family. He's going to play with the kids. He's going he's gonna to be all in. When all day long. He, when he's in town, can he come by my house? I got a few <laughs> things I need him to do. <laughs> I hear you.
1: I hear you. It's got to be an absolute joy and delight to have your dad and your mom come and visit you. Absolutely. I, um, just uh, have, uh, that's, what a
2: gift. Amen. But you Amen. know,
1: uh, okay, so Jim, but we were talking in, in in the break, where did he learn that? And we asked about
2: your grandpa, right. his, his dad. Right. So, so my grandfather was not a believer and, um, he was he was a guy who who worked his own business, and then I can remember as a as a small child, uh, Papa sitting on the back porch drinking beer. You know that's he came home. <laughs> that's your and, remembrance. And, that. as, that's that's my remembrance. And and everybody sort of knew you just kind of steer clear of him. You know you just leave him alone out there. He's going to sit out there and he's going to he's going to empty those cans and and then he's going to go about his business. Um, so so this my dad. Um, was was intersected with the grace of god and and at washita baptist university he heard the good news that um Mm. that the holy god had sent his perfect son to die for sinful people to lay and and then he believed that good news of the gospel that jesus christ died on the cross uh, that he was raised from the dead on the third day in accordance with the scriptures and then and then he heard the call. Uh, that Christ um, issued to take up the cross and follow me, mm. and and he heard uh, Peter say that Jesus, who suffered for doing what is good, and who 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 did not come to be serve, but to to be served, but to serve, um, he left us an example that we should follow in his steps, and he did, and he and he followed in the footsteps of Jesus, laying down his life for others, and and this was this was a radical turn. It, w- it was a turn from. From a a um, a previous generation, th- where those things had not been present, he he embraced Jesus, and he
1: did not just say, "I'm gonna I'm gonna trust Jesus as my savior." I, I am going full. I am all all in. I'm gonna embrace him as my master, as my lord, and whatever he says in Scripture, whatever he lived out, I'm to follow that pattern. Absolutely. Absolutely, and we, we were always blessed. That's rare, Jim, because, oh. because when you don't have that as, a, as an example in your own father to look back on, uh, you, you, you,
2: it makes you dig in even more to the gospel and to the Word of God. Amen. Amen. And you know the more the older I get, the more aware of the way the world naturally works, I become, the more revolutionary Christianity and the church appears. And <laughs> and as I look back on it, you know, from this vantage point, I'm I'm forty-two years old now, and I and I remember the names of these pastors, Mark Brooks in Springdale, Arkansas, and Mark Gibson in Jacksonville, Arkansas. And there and there were others before that. But those were in my from about fourth grade to my senior year in high school, those were the two pastors that we had. And and I remember the camaraderie that my dad shared with those guys and and with the youth pastors at those churches and the, uh, the men that, um, that they, they played touch football with and they went through various discipleship programs with and, mm. and um, we ate together, we walked together, we lived together. I mean, the, the church as the family of God is really uh, so radically different from, from the world. And it's, it, it's a beautiful thing.
1: It is a beautiful thing. It, it, in all of our mess, yes. in all of our you know, inconsistencies, in yes. all of our you know, warts and all, right? the church... Is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. It's the body of Christ. It's it's with the people of God who live, and I, and I just love your, the, the story of your dad mm-hmm. because rare is the man who doesn't have you know his dad to look to as an example, and then and and, and to really flesh out this this life of full, I mean, full court press living for Jesus. Amen. Amen. <laughs> That's uh, so. Let's let's go. Uh, Jim, you, you make it, you made a in, in the break a, a talked about your dad is kind of this um, no complaining kind of guy. yeah um, Talk about that
2: growing up and, and how he lived that out. Yeah, so I, you know I think um, even with my my own kids, so often um, kids are inclined to say that things aren't fair. Uh, Or to say that, but they're not. uh, Wow, you know it's interesting. (laughs) The other day, um, one one of my little ones. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call anybody out here. (laughs) One of my little ones was saying how it's not fair, and I said I said you know what, you're right. It's not fair that you get to have two parents who love you, and it's not fair that. Uh, that you get to live in a home where you're not abused and it's not fair that that you don't <laughs> you didn't want to hear all this <laughs> yeah that, that you get all the food that you could ever need and that, and that you have shelter and clothing this is you're right this is not fair and um, so so really there, there's there's no basis for us to complain I mean I can remember this I, I don't remember which Puritan said it but there's a, a Puritan who said the words uh, what not in hell and complaining you know, <laughs> you know if, if we want to talk about what's fair and what's just um, there, there's a place reserved for those who want um, utter justice and complete fairness and we have all earned the almighty everlasting wrath of God mm. and and um, we're not experiencing that in the, in the mercy of God and in the kindness of God uh, we are experiencing an enormous amount of God's favor and so God is worthy of our honor, and he's worthy of our thanks and praise. Mm. So no complaining. No complaining. No complaining. complaining. Complaining doesn't do any good. Just, I was seeing this, uh, it, it's kind of like worrying. Worrying and complaining sort of go together. And uh, in Fantastical Beasts and Where to Find Them, this new movie that J.K. Rowling has put out, sort of a prequel <laughs> to the Harry Potter series, um, Newt um, Scamander, the main character, he says the words, um, the one who worries suffers twice and and complaining is sort of that same kind of a thing, you know, if you if you want to mm. you, you suffer the what you want to complain about and then you complain about it and it just it just it just makes it worse. It just mm. adds to the misery of it. So so it doesn't accomplish anything good. It it's really unwarranted and um and it's going to drag everybody around you down. It's it there's no no complaining.
1: So <laughs> so how did how did your dad um cut that off? How how did he do that in your home? You because know, we all have a tendency to, uh, uh, just to complain a little bit. We, yeah. you know, we can even couch it a little bit, but we can all move
2: into that complaining spirit. Right. I think the, you know, it was never, it was never articulated this way, but looking back on it, reflecting on it, I think this is what it amounted to. Paul says in Philippians 3, uh, forgetting what is behind and, and straining toward what isn't ahead, I, I press on toward the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And, and uh, that was really modeled. The verse wasn't quoted all the time, uh, but but the the spirit of the verse was lived out that we, we don't have time for that. Uh, we're pressing on to, to what's in front of us. And, and I can remember um, countless times when we would we would talk about a basketball game and what happened in it and how we had played or a baseball game. and he would say, well, what we can learn from this is that there are ways that we can improve. There are ways that we can get better and and you know, one of the one of the things that that he would say is um, the officials, the the referees, they never beat you. The, the officials never beat you. <laughs> Thank you. That <laughs> yes. is one of my biggest pet peeves when people say the refs cause the game. I'm yeah. like,
0: you don't. The outcome does not happen because of one
2: call. Yeah. So you, you know, Michigan and Ohio State, the the officials don't decide the game. <laughs> right. The officials don't beat you. Um, so so. There's always room for us to press on and and strive toward the upward calling of of God in Christ Jesus and think about ways that we can improve.
0: We're going to press on to a break, but we're going to come back in our fourth segment, and we're going to talk about one more point that Jim talks about with his dad. The first one was don't complain. The second one, you got to come back and listen to the last segment here on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our fourth and final segment today of Solid Steps Radio. If you're just tuning in, thanks for listening. We appreciate that. We'd love for you to listen to all of our past shows at your convenience. We've told people we are not the magic pill, but we want to be a tool in your toolbox, men. You're walking through life, and we just want to be here to encourage you, to challenge you, and hopefully uh, just give you things from a guy's perspective that maybe sometimes you don't think about or hear about. We like talking about sports, and we're talking today about a great athlete who is not going to be known in eternity for the sports he played but for the impact he had on his family and for generational we're talking to jim hamilton today professor at southern seminary and the last segment uh you talked about jim how your dad uh one of the things was he didn't complain he was a non-complainer and uh we hear a lot about a little bit about that <laughs> what's some of
1: those other points about your dad so uh yeah jim <clears throat> no no complaining and in uh for him personally and not nothing complaining going on in the home, that's right, I mean with you guys,
2: but he also modeled something else, yeah, yeah, so you know we're we're never out of the game, the game is uh the we it it doesn't end until the final buzzer sounds, so we never give up, we never give up, and it's always too early to quit um and and one of the ways that this was brought out is that we we were always um we were always made to finish what we had started. So if we started a season, we were going to finish the season. Mm. If we if we start a class, we're going to finish the class. We just don't quit. We don't quit. We don't give up. Um, we we don't we don't lose hope. There's while there's mm. life, there's hope. And um, and I, I'm really thankful for that stick to itiveness that that was instilled in me. And um, and I, I think it's it's vital for. For men, um, as they think about their marriages, as they think about their level of satisfaction in their marriages, as they think about where their kids are and how their kids are doing, uh, it, it is always too early to quit, and we never give up. Um, the power of God is such, the grace of God in the gospel is such that there is there's always the possibility for change. As mm-hmm. my friend, as my friend Heath Lambert has said in his book Finally Free, uh, there is no battle too hot. That the Lord Jesus can't get the victory. Mm. Uh, Christ can conquer in every situation, and as we rely on Him by grace through faith in the power of the Holy Spirit, um, He is able to to bring about the most remarkable reversals, like a resurrection from the dead. <laughs> and um, and so so we you know we shouldn't complain and we shouldn't give up. Uh, what, what did your
1: dad do, some specific things, besides maybe not giving up on a class or not giving up in the baseball game? What are some other little things that he did to reinforce that attitude? Yeah. Because that, that really is a principle of an attitude. Yeah. Um, in, in one sense, I think it was Chuck Swindoll who said, attitude is
2: everything. That's right. That's right. Um, you know, I, it's interesting how at the hardest times are the times that you remember, and, and growing up, I desperately wanted to be like my dad. I wanted to be the great athlete. I wanted to be uh, the conquering hero, you know, <laughs> the school's deliverer on the, on the <laughs> basketball court. And I can remember, um, there was, a, there was a, a game in my ninth grade year of, of uh, we called it junior high, where we were at the time. Uh, and the coach never put me into the game. The, the whole game was played. I was like the sixth or maybe the seventh man, I was not in the starting five, and I never got off the bench. And it was one of the most devastating and difficult, I mean, how easy is my life that that was, to, I mean, to that point in my life.
1: Hey, but that's a big deal when yeah, you're 14 years that's old. That's right. It was, it was hard at the time.
2: And I can remember, uh, it was not even a category that we might complain. It was not even a category that we might quit the team. Um, that in, in, in our house, the coach is right. What, whatever the coach says, whatever the coach does. Now, this is probably coming from the fact that my dad's a coach. Um, <laughs> but the you know the junior high basketball coach, he was not going to question him. He was not going to question him. He was not going to go have a conversation with him. His message to me hey, was, "Hey, but we live in a culture
1: today. Let's just go bash on the." That's right.
2: We'll call the coach. We'll give him an earful. We'll uh, we'll call the principal. My, I, what
1: about my kid?
2: Let right. everybody know on social media what we think. That's right. That's right. And and and. None of that was, was on the table. What was on the table was we got home, and he said to me, well, it, you know, it looks to me like you got work to do. Um, you, <laughs> what, they're, a, they're, what a gift. Yeah, amen, amen. That's a gift, brother. Um, absolutely, absolutely. And, and that kind of attitude, um, I mean, I, I'm not trying to act like um, nobody's ever at fault, but that kind of attitude, it, it, it pays enormous dividends as you relate to your, your superiors, your, the authorities in your life as you grow to be an adult. Um, this is the decision that my superior has made. And I'm not going to complain about it. I'm not going to question it. I'm not going to try to do an end around it or go behind it. I'm going to accept it. And, and we're going to move forward. And we're going to we're going to have a good attitude about this. Wow. I mean, that is a beautiful, beautiful thing that is rare
1: in our homes and our families today. It's rare in our churches today. Yeah, amen. Amen. Wow. So um, no complaining. Never give up. That's right. Um, and anything else? Uh, we're we're wrapping up this fourth session, sure. Jim. Anything sure. else that you that really? Uh, I think you mentioned something about which which is real similar to
2: no complaining, but uh, giving thanks, being grateful. Yeah. Talk about that y- just a little you bit. No. Um, I, I want to say a word about my mom here. My dad's got a lot of press. Um, and 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 really, ultimately, uh, Christ is the hero. Um, my dad, I, I learned from him a strong worth at work ethic and these these attitudinal things. Um, from my mom, I received the gift of of loving to read. And and our home, we were always in church. And um, the first time that I ever read through the whole Bible, all the way through from front to back, was my junior year of high school. And largely, that grew out of the way that my mother had instilled in me mm-hmm. a desire to read. and And the Bible, it has this world-shaping power where it it affects the way that we perceive what is going on around us, and it affects the way that we uh, think about um, what we're experiencing in the world, and and that the 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 power of God, uh, the power of the Holy Spirit, um, applying God's grace as the Scripture builds our worldview. That's what's going to bring about mm-hmm. a grateful heart, and not just a you know you could have a sort of like a Roman Stoic virtue of. No complaining and never give up. But, but for it to be a—and and praise God, we were, we were people that were plugged into uh, the life mm-hmm. of a local church. For it to be a God-honoring, uh, Christ-exalting, um, um, Christ-imitating way of life, it, it really must be um, like a root that's planted by a stream of living water— that's nourishing that tree so that it's bearing its fruit in season, and and you know I'm alluding to Psalm one here. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got to have the Bible, uh, we've got to have exposure to the Scriptures, both in our our own personal lives and in um, in hearing the Word of God read and preached from a pulpit. I think we 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 need that desperately. Well, I
1: have my Bible open right now. The law of the Lord in Psalm 19, the law mm. of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. Mm-hmm. It refreshes the soul. It brings life. It brings joy. It brings meaning, and purpose. And you saw your mom um, really flesh that out and, and your dad yeah. in, in a powerful way. Amen. Um, you know, uh, just just uh, summarize just real quickly to
2: our men listening right now, Jim, Um you know, I don't know if, if you're how aware you are, but uh, just yesterday there was um, a letter posted about a, a pastor, a former pastor in Florida, a guy named a, a guy named Tullian. You, maybe you, you saw that news. It's a tragic situation, I think, of a guy who was not content in his marriage and who d- did not walk closely with the Lord. And and those things arise from, um, from a... A lack of Bible intake, which breeds this sort of discontentment, which is the opposite of faithfulness, which results in a failure to persevere mm-hmm. and a giving up. There was a, there was a statement made about his marriage, which has ended, that it was irretrievably broken. And, and by God's grace in the power of the Holy Spirit, that's just never true. Mm-hmm. That is never true. God's grace is such that uh, and and you know we could we could point to examples of people who have had the worst things imaginable happen and by God's grace they've they've maintained they've kept the faith they've fought the good fight they've they've finished the race mm. um so so we should we should never give up we should not complain we should be content in what the lord has given us and and we should persevere. Amen. That's good stuff. And we
1: are flat out of time. Mm. And so, Jim, would you pray pray for our listeners, pray for our guys yeah. that they would that we would live out that life. Yeah. Because that's the life of victory. That's the life of joy, mm. fulfillment, peace, and purpose. Mm. Amen. Would you pray that for our guys right now,
2: please? Sure. Father, I pray that you would give us eyes to see how significant it is that we walk with you and that we have the opportunity to to indulge in this glorious institution of marriage. So Lord, I pray for every man hearing this broadcast that he would have the weight of the mm-hmm. glory of the fact that he is representing the relationship of the Lord Jesus to the church in his marriage. I pray that it would land on him and that it would renew him in his desire to love his wife, and to lay down his life for his wife. Mm. And I pray that you would impress upon every man listening to this broadcast how significant he is in the lives of his children. And I pray that you would use these words that we've spoken in this time uh, to spur us on to the love and good deeds of uh, rejoicing in what you've given to us and training up our children in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Lord, make us people who don't give up and who don't complain. Make us people who rejoice in you, who receive with gratitude what you've given to us, and who honor you in the way that we steward what you've entrusted to us. We ask these things by the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Thank you, Jim. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank Thank you. you. So we thank Jim for coming in
0: today. Great story. And I tell you, we're going to... Uh, hold over just for a few extra minutes for just a little bonus got a couple other questions we want to ask Jim just for a real small bonus section we're going to put on the podcast So if you're listening today and want to hear more about this go to our Facebook page iTunes or SoundCloud and type in Solid Steps Radio you'll be able to hear a little bit extra bonus material we're going to have a few more minutes with Jim and uh, we thank you for listening and we'd love for you to pass this along there's a dad in your life right now who needs to hear this message Uh, there's a dad who needs to hear about sacrifice because he needs to hear about sacrifice. And there's also a dad who needs to hear that he can be a a generation changer through God's help. So uh, we thank you for listening and we hope that you will enjoy this and all future episodes here of Solid Steps Radio.